Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. So we had La Unica, La Unica. We ordered it for takeout, and I got the ACP, arroz con pollo, add cheese sauce. Did Rough. not sit well. I had a explosive bowel movement later that <laughs> night and early the next morning as well. I hope you know this is on the show. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing that's ever been aired on this show. Well, we've, we've talked about on the show before that Usually the cheese treatment works. Like, I have like this scientific theory that if yeah, you, like, that you eat enough eat enough queso, it backs you up, so you're not pooping out all your Mexican food. <laughs> but apparently the ACP didn't work. No, it didn't. I'd probably need to <laughs> that or it was that or the their salsa is super spicy, and I dumped some salsa on there. So maybe that maybe that was it. Maybe La was Unica, bad move. Yeah, our favorite. Where is that? There's one in Harrisburg, right by my house. Oh wow, we should probably see if I'm recording here. Looks like we are. Check, check. Yeah, this is what we have to do here. <laughs> chicken you not turn chicken the and barbed wire studio. Did you not turn no, the it's camera? on. Oh. I believe it's on. Oh. If it's not, oh well. <laughs> Welcome, friends, to the shores of Lake Norman here at the Off Access Paint Studios in Mooresville, North Carolina. We are back. I just made a trip. I was going to say back for how uh, long? <laughs> Since you're apparently, a- apparently moving. Yeah, we, we, we probably should get into that a little bit. Um, apparently, I'm moving to Michigan. Why? <laughs> the mist- mistake by the lake is like what I like to call it. <laughs> but no, uh, my wife took a job in southern Michigan, which is going to be nice for my current position because I'm going to be a lot closer to Indy. Yeah. You know, day trip, if that. I mean, it's a three-hour drive to Indy from where we're about to be, so – um and you know I, I went to fremont this week three hours to fremont i mean it's going to be a lot closer to all the racing but it's going to be tough with the podcast we'll get it done though uh obviously we'll just work remotely or i mean the anderson 410 uh is remote so yeah. why, can, why can't we be i'll come up here and just have this entire desk to myself <laughs> be able to s- stretch out spread eagle back here well we're probably gonna have to get something set up in your house 
Oh, that's fine. I already a have camera, a, mic. I already have a desk. Yeah. So, so I just need a camera and a mic, apparently. We'll have to figure that out. But anywho, yes, old heavy lunch is apparently moving to Michigan. So we're dealing with trying to find a house and all of that nature. But in the long run, it's going to be very good for flow because I'm going to be a lot closer to races and we're going to be able to bring so much more content. Uh, it's just going to put a little wrinkle in the podcast until D- Dylan moves to Indy. So, well, <laughs> it could happen sooner rather than later. Hopefully that happens. Depends if my girlfriend gets a job this year or not. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, silly season is here, Dylan Welch. Yeah, evidently. Uh, apparently they canceled the PRI show and they're like, look, let's just start silly season now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where usually you get all the announcements <laughs> about the announcements happening. Right. Yeah. Stay tuned tomorrow. We have an announcement <laughs> about, know, an about, announcement. about an announcement that's coming next week. Um, but big time silly season moves already. Zeb Wise left Sam McGee, um, which was kind of surprising to me just because how good they were this year. I mean, he was third in points. Yeah. His first time in a sprint car. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. With the All-Stars, Rookie of the Year. Uh, they won a race at Fremont, which is, of course, with the Fast Series, not with the All-Star Series. But seems to me Zeb has something big on the line if he's leaving that car. Yeah. Do you, you would, think? You would think. I mean, I, that's – I was surprised by that, too, because, yeah, I mean, he you know, he quit basically running midgets to go full-time wing racing, and he's he's – you know, surely not one and done. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where he lands. Paul McMahon left uh, the Book 13. And also got his Twitter hacked. Do you see that? <laughs> that is an – I unfollowed him. I'm sorry, Paulie. Yeah, it's I mean, obviously it's not Paulie doing it, but yeah. Elon Musk has taken over <laughs> uh, Paul McMahon's Twitter account. Tesla ads. Uh, yeah, I had to unfollow him until they get that figured out. But I know Braden's working on it. Uh-huh. It's a bit of a mess there with Paulie Mac's uh, Twitter account. But, yes, he left – well, they mutually split. Um, I think they raced the past three years together. I might be wrong about that. But um, the 13 car now is available. So is the 11. But even Ian Madsen's getting in the 11 for the remainder of the World of Outlaw season. Right. So there's a lot of ride shifting. Uh, Spencer Baston, who we interviewed at Indy Race Parts as he was packing his stuff up to leave to go run with Roth, is now out of Roth already. Yeah. Um, the Roth Motorsports 83 is now going to be driven by Dominic Selzy, which uh, will finish out the season with them. So after that, you have Parker Price Miller left Jason Johnson racing. Yep. Uh, the 141, which was driven by Parker, and he's had a pretty good year uh, in that car. He's going to go run with Bernie in the 71 car at Indy Race Parts. So that's all the wing silly season action that we've had already just this week. Yeah, well, and there's some non-wing stuff too. Carson Short is... Or was he – he was out of the 71P. McDougal's getting back in on the non-wing sprint car side. I think Boyles had a couple starts. That's right, yeah. It was, it was Boyles. Yeah, Boyles was in that car for and, – and then uh, – so McDougal's back in there. They've won USAC sprint car races uh, together. So he's in that. The Phillips car and uh, Ricky Stenhouse is in the Tucker Boat Motorsports 89X this weekend in the Power I race, which I thought was interesting. Steinhouse. I haven't had a chance to talk with Chad about if that's more than, uh, more than just this weekend or what, but – he of course has always run with Clawson Marshall, yeah, and uh, is you know now apparently running with Chad. So I don't know if, again if that's a one race deal or what, but I thought that was interesting. That's a Nas Energy connection there. The, yep. You know, obviously the Nas is on the car. Um, they just took one of uh, Chrissy Bear's backup cars probably and put the X on it, um, which makes sense for St- Stenhouse because he's down here and so is Chad. Yeah. So it's like you know they're local. I, I saw that C Bell is going to go run with um, Chad too. 
at yeah. the Power Eye race. Yep. Um, what is it? The Donnie Ray Crawford yeah. Memorial, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Which, if Seabell wins that race, that'll be his 30th Power Eye race, uh, which I saw that, which is interesting. But, yeah, nonetheless, silly season is a buzz, and we're going to get a lot more. I've heard tons more rumors. Obviously, we're not really in the uh, – well, w- once we get confirmation, we can break some news, but uh, we're not really in that boat. But there are, there's a lot of buzz. Um, I felt it in the air at Eldora. Yeah. Um, you know, like Larson's most likely shutting down his team, you know, the two-car on the World of Outlaws side. And, and you know, of course, he's probably going NASCAR racing. Um, so Macedo's probably looking for a ride. Um, you know, there's others. Reitzel said in Victory Lane, and, and so did Boffman. They don't know if they're going points racing next year, which, have, of course, they've won three all-star titles in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, just printing money with the all-star circuit of champions. But they don't know what they're going to do. Could they go outlaw? Could they go outlaw racing? Could they just run a Larson schedule where they, you know, pick the big all star races, pick the big outlaw races? I tend to think that's how you make money right now. Even though, yeah, I mean, you walked out of Fremont sixty six thousand dollars richer. Yeah, well, and I think too, like for Aaron, you know, it's it's like he probably wants. I know he wants to go run the World of Outlaws tour eventually. He yeah. said he wants to, but he's also got a family. So I think that. If you're looking to be efficient, that's the way you do it, is you run the Larson schedule. You run the big Pennsylvania races, the big all-star races, the big outlaw races, and you just, you know, show up. And obviously, you got to run well at those races, you know, to, to make money. But, um, you know, that's that's maybe a little less strenuous than, you know, the 90 races a year that the outlaws run. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play Reitzel's interview. Actually, we'll play um, his winning interview after the final night. So, Reitzel, before we get into our hat shakes – won the finale at Fremont, the $10,000 to win their last all-star race. This Dylan is actually the third year in a row. He won the finale and won the championship. So they seem to know what to do in the last race of the year, every year (laughs) winning big time. Uh, So here's Reitzel. I caught up with him after the win at Fremont talking about his future and uh, the championship with Josh Boffman. He's now a three-time all-star circuit of champions champion. In the third finale in a row, did you come into tonight knowing that uh, you had to win this thing just because you've won the past two? No, but I mean, uh, you know, points were over tonight after qualifying, so I knew uh, I-, I knew I wanted to win. It was ten thousand to win. I knew we had a phenomenal car last night, but it was uh, kind of like tonight. It was just treacherous. You know, there's a couple times I about wrecked last night. I just knew I needed to hang out in the top ten and it would be over. So uh, it was kind of. Uh, it's not fun points racing when you can go a lot harder, but you're points racing. So tonight I was able to uh, give it my all, and whatever happened, happened. So it was a lot of fun tonight, though, running through the holes and uh, uh, going through a lot of traffic. And just it was cowboy up on a slick racetrack, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the racetrack tonight. That's a great point. Going into the night, you know, you knew you had the championship locked up once you took a qualifying lap. You go all out for the feature track was completely different than what it was last night um but it seems like you guys got things dialed in pretty quickly yeah you know making the dash is a big deal um you know uh last night i felt like uh if we would have been just a tiny bit more stable that we could have lived or died by the holes and tonight there was more holes they were a little bit more tackier and i knew that it was going to get just as slick so uh we went for live or die by the holes my game plan was to run through the holes the entire race and uh um you know if I didn't crash. I felt like we were going to be okay, and uh, our car was phenomenal through the holes where I felt like a lot of other guys couldn't get through there as good as we could. And uh, if you could get through it um, without bobbling, you could really make some speed. So uh, that was our game plan tonight, and uh, luckily the roll of the dice uh, played out for us. 
when you made the switch to come over to the 410 racing, did you ever think you could be a three-time back-to-back-to-back champion? No, absolutely not. Um, you know, I just want to come over here and kind of, um, I, I honestly, I, I just want to come over here and have some success, but I never thought it would be like this. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, three and a half years ago, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I knew I wanted to go 410 race, I just didn't know how, and uh, it wasn't going to happen the way I was doing it, and the Boffmans gave me a call, and uh, I owe all this to them. $76,000, you will hurt, you know, a lot of money. You walked out <laughs> with $75,000 tonight. Um, I think Josh said in Victory Lane, you guys don't know if you're going to go point racing next year. Uh, do you know what the plans are for the team? No, we really don't. Um, there's a lot of things up in the air. Um, we're just going to look at schedules and uh, see what happens. You know, things are so weird this year. I think we made the right decision to do what we did. Um, next year, we're just going to wait until schedules come out and uh, go from there. $75,000. I'm sure you made the right decision. Aaron Reitzel, a three-time champion with the All-Stars. Congratulations. Thank you. Interesting stuff there from Aaron Reitzel, who talked about, you know, coming from 360 sprint car racing, not expecting to be this good in a 410 sprint car, but they have been good ever since they got in that thing, Dylan. Yeah, he's, he's you know, obviously the last couple of years has been a fixture on the wing sprint car side of things, but... I remember before he really was, you know, was well known. Everybody was talking about how good he was, and then he just burst on the scene and has been lights out ever since. So everything he gets in, he he makes it go fast. No doubt. Um, let's get into our hat shakes. They're brought to you by Nobody. Insert sponsor here if you want to sponsor us. Give us a call. Um, Fremont on Friday. Cap Henry wins on an interesting racetrack. No grip. Ice skating. You should have heard this place, Dylan. It was like quiet. Like. You know, because there's nobody on the gas yeah. when it's that slick. You're just literally putting around. Like, it. you could have probably, like, run a vacuum cleaner in there and heard it. You were texting me about, you know, how this place was blowing dust in hot laps. I said, welcome <laughs> back to Ohio, son. You grew up there. Why are you surprised? I mean, I've never seen it that bad. But, but here's the interesting part about that is that the race was good. Yeah. Like, Slick tracks like that, to me, put on the best racing. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it adds a certain level of, of – you know, you have to have a certain skill set to be able to just put around there and not spin your tires and still go forward. So I think it, it can it can lend itself to being good racing. It's just not always the case. It's just not fast. Right. And it's if you go there for speed, that's not the racetrack you want for speed. But you will see a close race because the leader can't run away. Yeah. Everybody's, that going, stuff. everybody's going the same speed, slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Calf Henry – Worked his way through traffic and uh, picked off Ian Madsen there towards the end of the race to win his third all-star race of the year, his fourth of his career. So he's won three this year and only had won one, you know, his entire career. Yeah. Which has been a, a huge year for Cap Hender. They should be super excited about the way they've been running. Um, and, and that was his first all-star win at Fremont as well. Uh, most of you know, his other all-star wins had come at um, other tracks on the Ohio Sprint Week schedule and also at Attica. Um, he's been tremendous. Um, Saturday, Aaron Reitzel started on the pole and ran away with it on a track that was much different uh, the, the, than the first night. Heavier, more ruts. Uh, for the past three seasons, he's won the final race, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, and also has won the championship. So he locked that up in qualifying. All he had to do was take a qualifying lap. Blake Anderson had a conversation with him. You can see that on Flo the Flow Racing app. Go check it out. Um, but Reitzel, man, he was really, really good. I have to 
Well, I'll give it to my hat. I'm gonna give someone from those two races a hat shake. It's not Cap Henry or Aaron Wright, so we'll get to that here in a wow, second. Wow, we're waiting with bated wow. breath here. That was quite a tease. That's a, that's a big old tease there, isn't it? Um, more on Friday. Jason Leffler Memorial, Chris Windham, and Cannon Mack waged a massive battle um, that saw Cannon banging down the fence in turns three and four over and over. Um, but then late in the race, the track took rubber, mm-hmm. and it took rubber like that. Like I, I think Chet Christopher and I were talking like never seen it take rubber that quickly. And Tanner was the first to find it uh, with the four coils all over around the car and uh, got Jerome Rodella their first win, their first USAC win, big win. Yeah, well, that's who, and that's who I'm going to give my hat shake to because what did we talk about last week? How long is it going to take him to find victory lane in that thing? Oh, I knew not, it was coming. Not very long, right? He makes, like we said last week, he makes everything go fast that he gets in, you know, especially on the midget side. He just drives the crap out of those things and, you know, sets up most of them on his own. So, um I don't even know what the second or third race in that car, and he, he's won already, so it's impressive. He bet on himself. I mean, he left Hayward's 19 car, which they had been really good. Yep. They won uh, a few races in Ocala, and, um, you know, didn't they win a prelim night at the Chili Bowl, too? Um, I, I one of the best cars in the building. Yeah, I don't remember least. if he did or not, but, I mean, he's always I'm good pretty sure he Bowl. did win a prelim. Yeah, I think he maybe did on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they had been really, really good in that car all year long. And he just, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. And he, you know, he wanted to try something new. Went with uh, Jerome Rodella, who's you know out of California, and and that car owner, you know, they're they're fairly new uh, to the USAC national scene at yeah. least. Um, beautiful race cars, and you know, Tanner just makes that thing go. <laughs> yeah, he, Jerome Jerome Rodella's had been a longtime fixture on the West Coast of you know with. Uh, Western States midgets and and I think like even BCRA and stuff. I mean he used to race and um, but has 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 always had cars, um, beautiful beautiful race cars, like some of the nicest cleanest looking cars in the pits every every time he shows up. So really nice stuff and um, cool to see them them out here. You know, kind of making a, a full time campaign at it on the national side. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that every year the Jason Leffler Memorial they've had a different winner. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. I don't know if it's been seven or what the number is, but I I think I saw that stat somewhere that every year they've had the Jason Leffer Memorial, they've been a different winner. Um, so congratulations to Tanner Thorson on winning the Leffler Memorial on Friday. Same night, that same night, um, our guest that we're going to have on the show today, hopefully, if he gets out of the dentist in time, um, he won a power eye race at Jacksonville. That's Timez, Thomas Meserol. Uh, so the same night as the Leffer Memorial, they had a Power I race, Power I national race, and Timez won that. Then moved to Saturday, Timez again. This time his first USAC National Midget Series race, holding off Thorson at the line, which was tight again. Tanner almost got back-to-back wins this weekend uh, at Hopstadt, and we'll, of course, talk to uh, Timez here shortly. But he made his first midget start in 1996. And this was his first win. I was shocked by that. Yeah, it's it's a crazy stat because you know you you just he's been around for so long. You just think surely he's won at least one, um, but he but he hasn't. Like the midget, I mean, he's never really had like consistently full time rides, especially on the midget side. You know, the national midget side, he's always just kind of hopped around and, and had you know had different rides. You know, in the last you know five six seven years, but he started on pavement. Like his first, I think his first national race was at Pikes Peak. Mm-hmm. He finished third. Um, which by the way is on YouTube. It's a great interview post race if you can find that. Oh, know, we gotta vintage, find that. You know, young team as. Um, but yeah, so it's it's uh, 
seems like he's been close. You know, that, that 7X car just rips, you know, and he, he obviously is going to drive it super hard. So um, long time coming for sure, but cool to see. Hopefully he's going out west with those guys and going to race at Hangtown and Bakersfield and um, a couple other races. I think they're racing on Thanksgiving night as well. Are you- uh, Merced the night before. but Oh, Merced the night before yeah. Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they go out there. I'm not sure if they are. We'll have to find out here in a second. Uh, Ryan Timmons won at Placerville in the West Coast Sprint Cars. We were wrong about our picks last week. Uh, Scotty Farmer won in the Western States Midgets. And the old Ronnie Gardner 68 car, the Mitch Johnson car. <laughs> Congratulations to those two winning at Placerville. Brandon Shepard has had an impressive year, and we've talked a lot about Kyle Larson on this show, um, just for the pure fact that he runs an open-wheel car with you know sprint cars and midgets and silver crown cars. Uh, but Brandon Shepard runs late models. He has had about as good a year as Kyle Larson in the late model had. Yeah. You know, uh, close to $500,000 won this year. He won again the Falls Frenzy at Fairbury as he continues his impressive season. Um, so congratulations to Brandon Shepard. He won on Flow Racing and Dirt on Dirt. Kyle Hurst won the opening night of the Cotton Classic, while Bud Cading won the finale. Um, so we, I believe we were wrong on our picks there as well. Not a good, not a good showing for us last <laughs> week. And then uh, Mad Max McLaughlin won in the Super Dirt Car Series at Weed Sport. And mentioned Kyle Larson. He went back-to-back at Port Royal with the Outlaws. Now 40 one wins the season, Dylan Welch. Crazy, yeah. I saw, I saw. Wikipedia was was putting out uh, like the old Doug Wolfgang nineteen eighty five season stats and comparing them to Kyle's and stuff. It's, it's. Uh, I hope people and I think they do appreciate what we're witnessing this year because whether you you know whatever you think of Kyle doesn't matter. It's you know we're probably never going to see a season like this, uh, you know at least for a long time. It's just tremendous. He's uh, been incredible. He's over a 50% win rate. I think he's now made 82 starts and or 82 starts, 41 wins, I think. Um, I know his win the first night the first night was 80 and 40. Yeah. So 80 starts and 40 wins. So actually it's 81 starts now and 41 wins. Mm-hmm. So I don't I can't do math. I don't think that's over the 50%, is it? 41 and 81 yeah yeah i'd be actually it's over yeah it's 50. over 50 yeah. just barely so and uh it was announced this week that he's going to be racing at springfield at the springfield mile we'll get to yeah. springfield in a second first let me make my hat shake uh you pick tanner thorson i am going to take cole duncan who has been highly impressive in ohio um 17th the second on the saturday night main event and which was not a track that was necessarily uh, there for passing. I believe the first night was probably more there for passing, but he passed a lot of cars the first night too, finishing on the podium. So two podium finishes with the All-Stars, a second-place finish on Saturday. Cole Duncan can rip around Fremont, and he has been very, very good. So um, that's my hat shake of the week. Congratulations to Cole Duncan. All right, before we talk to Timez, I got a couple things for you. First off, are you excited about uh, all the pumpkin spice shit that's going on around here? No. You're not a pumpkin spice guy? I'm not a pumpkin guy. Not a pumpkin guy at all? No. Like pumpkin pie? No? No. No. Oh, my God. Keep pumpkin it. pie so, is so, like top three of pies. So, What's your top three pies? <laughs> well, never mind. I was going to make a joke. I probably shouldn't. You know what joke I was going to make, too. <laughs> yes, just so, go. <laughs> I was I was going to say something. People that are watching this that know me know my disdain for candy corn this time of year. 
Yeah, candy corn sucks. Because, We've talked about that because before. everything, you know, becomes, you know, you get like Hershey's candy corn flavor. It ruins, you know, the bowl of peanuts that's sitting on the, you know, table. It's just get it away from me. I hate candy corn. I will eat it, but it's not that good. No, it tastes like crayons. It's disgusting. <laughs> but to your point, no, I I also am not I'm not a pumpkin guy. I actually I don't mind like pumpkin flavored stuff, actually. Um, but I'm not gonna like put it in you know, like, like you'll drink a pumpkin spice latte or something from Starbucks. Maybe <laughs> if I'm desperate, but like, I, it's not my preference. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way to put it in stuff. You know? Okay. Okay. Well, but, I, but I do not like pumpkin pie. So back to the pies, uh, pumpkin pie is in my top three. No. Uh, I would say peanut butter pie is one pecans two, and pumpkin pie is three. All right. I'm for me. apple pie. Uh, apple pie is gross. Oh, come on. Get out of here. Get out of here. I will not. I do not like warm apples. I want my apple cold. Then eat cold apple pie with ice cream. <laughs> apple pie, number one. This guy's not an American. Um, apple pie is gross. I like. Um, I don't want fruit in my pies. You, you don't? See, That's I, not a pie. It's not a dessert. It's fruit. That's okay. like a. Sorry, I didn't know we were like, you know, classifying what makes a pie here. Um, I like a good butterscotch pie. Oh, also. that's good. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the uh, the Belleville Fair uh, oh. church stand pie. I like list. a good key lime pie. Yeah, uh, that's fruit. Yeah, but the, there's not like chunks of it in there. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, you need a number three here. Number oh, three. I do for Dale. Um, <laughs> what I say, apple and butterscotch. Yeah. Um, I like a good like strawberry rhubarb. So I'll go with that. I know that's too many. It's too much fruit for you there, Cletus. But <laughs> you don't get this way eating fruit. No, yeah, apparently not. Or vegetables. <laughs> Straight carbs, son. <laughs> all right. So there's your uh, there's your pie talk this year. Um, you, you you got you get it all over yourself there. Uh, let's end this segment before we talk to Team as with a throwback. This is a twenty four seven channel throwback. So. Currently on Flow Racing and always on Flow Racing, there is one live channel that stays live no matter what, hence 24-7, and that is the 24-7 channel. Gary Silverman does an excellent job of putting past races, flashback races. I mean, shoot, you could watch like the 1983 you know, Springfield Mile or, or whatever. You know, Whatever he has on there, you can watch it all the time. And Dylan and I actually have called some races for USAC, so we are featured on that channel all the time. So what we're going to do – um, kind of new to our show is hit a throwback uh, a race that we have called in the past one of our favorites this week we're going to feature Cody Swanson's um, second Springfield mile win which was 2015 do you remember that I was there yeah, yeah you called, called it, it. Yeah, I know I that's why it. I picked it yeah I do remember that yeah so what do you remember about Springfield uh, calling races there what do you like about that so race? this is a weird thing about Springfield so uh, when you announce there you're in a, a little like scaffolding at the bottom of the grandstands, but you're right below a speaker. So when you're talking in the microphone, you're hearing yourself from the speaker and it's a really bad echo. It's actually a hard place to announce at mm -hmm. because you have to like separate what you're hearing because it's delayed and then just talk. You know, like you'd have to just basically talk and ignore what you're hearing coming out of the speakers and because the, the delay messes you up and stuff. It's really weird. Um, wow. But all, I always loved, you know, calling the miles. They were super fun, you know, because, you know, your voice reverberates through these big, huge covered grandstands. And it's, you know, it's cool because you can kind of go like old school when you announce and, you know, you've got a long time to talk each lap. So I always loved calling the miles. It's a new track record. Richie, Richie and I one time at the Hoosier 100 
started doing uh, time and speed like they did at the 500, like channeling our inner Tom Carnegie. So you do, you know, 36 and 1900 seconds speed, 100 and whatever, 105.7 miles an hour. Hmm. We did that the entire qualifying. That was fun. Wow. All right, well, let's end this segment with a throwback to the 2015 Springfield. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to put in there, but I know at least the last lap. I think Timmy said something happened in the first lap that was pretty crazy, so maybe I'll do like a mashup or something. But here you go. 2015 Springfield. This is our 24-7 channel throwback. We'll talk to Team as next. Gentlemen, start your engines. Race car is pure historic. They are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC Dirt Car Racing. But we're not here for horses, we're here for horsepower. Here we go, green flag, the Tony Bentonhausen 100, underway. Outside the front row, leading through one and two. Grant coming back on the inside, drag race for the lead down the back stretch. AJ Fike in tow in the third spot, battle for fourth between Chris Windham and Shane Connell. Now Grant way up there, doing some crop testing through three and four. Off the final corner, first lap, Shane Cockrum. Now Hannigan slips off the turn. Swanson inside. Peters race goes to tail off of four. Here goes Swanson. Inside. Side by side for the lead into one. Cody Swanson. Top on lap 57. Down the back straightaway into turn number three. He'll join an elite core of racers and back-to-back winners of the Tony Bettenhausen 100. Third win of the year. Cody Swanson, the winner. Welcome back to episode six of the Loud Pedal Podcast. We're now joined on the line by Thomas Meserol, the newest USAC National Midget Series driver. What's up, man? How are you? What's happening? It sounds funny to hear that because uh, I feel like I can get it done and I've been able to get it done for a while, but apparently not. <laughs> How big was that actually for you to, to accomplish that finally? You know, uh, it was big just because, you know, my team's been standing behind me. We've been we've been putting in the work. We've been putting in the hours, and we just haven't had the results that we've been wanting. You know, uh, so many times, like the last five races, I've been crashed four times where I felt like, and we actually ran like the fastest lap of the race. You know, which doesn't mean anything if you can't get to the checker. You know, so it was it was nice to start off on a Friday. You know, and knock out a win, and then show up to the USAC show with some confidence. Um, you know, last year we were really fast there. And, you know, kind of got caught up in just a racing deal. You know, two guys racing hard, you know, me and Jason McDougal. So we knew what we had to do. And, uh, you know, as normal, Donnie Gentry brought a different setup to the track. But it worked, you know, so. Wow. I saw that uh, you made your first USAC National Midget Start in 1996. Do you remember that day? Uh, I'm going to guess it was Hanford or Keller, maybe. That actually might have been as far as I remember the first USAC start I had, uh, JW Mitchell got hurt and ended up passing away. Um, I was in his heat race, started right behind it, watched it happen. Uh, pretty much scared 
the death out of me. You know, like I was scared to death after that at Dirt Midgets and pretty much maybe that's why it's taken so long to win one. I don't know. But, uh, you know, this sport is it's crazy. You know, you just got to stick it out sometimes. And, you know, I'm kind of a late bloomer, I guess. You know, I just kind of keep coming and uh, I've been making it happen lately. So super stoked. Well, and we were talking before we had we called you about how you know for a long time it's like you didn't really even have a solid midget ride to to go after wins consistently so that's a big part of it i know is that you know matt Eastep and those guys they give you chances to win literally every time you're on the racetrack oh absolutely yeah i mean i i pretty much cut my teeth with the midget um you know getting here and everything but always kind of ran um you know some small um local car owner car you know with with an old Gertie or a small Esslinger, you know, so, um, you know, that's what got me here. So super stoked, but you know, yeah, a lot of the times you don't have the equipment to, to even be able to compete with your Keith Coons or Klaus Marshall teams. Um, Chad boat now, you know, those guys got killer stuff too. Yeah. You had a good chili bowl though. Um, well, you got the police escort back to the, uh, the, the track there on the, the final <laughs> night, but, um, I felt like you were a top five car throughout the entire chili bowl, uh, week. I mean, it just seems like you guys have really clicked in this car. Yeah. I mean, me and Donnie Gentry been, been kind of together since the Amati deal. And, you know, he's, he's like family now, you know, we're, we're friends. He gives me Christmas presents and, you know, we, we just have kind of ended up with the same teams, you know, through, you know, car owners looking for a guy and, and wow, you know, you Thomas and Donnie work well. And then and next, you know, and this actually, I am part of this team because of Donnie. So, um, you know, we click well and we work well together. So he kind of brought me along board and it's been a good fit. You know, they've, they've had a couple drivers over there with the uh, RMS racing team and, and I've stuck it out, you know, so I'm pretty stoked about that, you know, <laughs> So talking about Hobstot, I think that you you look at that race and that win, and it's it's just like it's so classic team as like you're blowing up, you got a shock that's going dead, like you're you're just driving the piss out of that thing, and and then you got in victory lane and, and like you seem like you were worn out, like what you know were you worn out? Like I know you got a lot of other stuff you know on your plate, you were doing double duty, you'd, you'd run the night before, like you know, what was going through your head when you were in victory lane and, and you kind of could soak it in? You know, just, uh, I, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, it was one of them races. The thing was, the car was so awesome. We actually get together with laser and it ended up, the left rear radius rod fell off of it on the birdcage and it, it bent the left rear shock. And so the left rear shock was just a pogo stick, but it, it would get down to a certain spot and then just stay there. You know, well, the car got to where it was like, carrying the right front like williams grove down the straightaways and i'm out there running it wide open flat footed it like ripping the curb just right on entry all the way through like it was it was awesome like in the car mid midgets are pretty when you when they get up when you're when they're right they are easy to drive you know because you're not dealing with 900 horsepower you know so i'm out there like just man it, it was awesome and then it, i knew it was tying up you know i look at the gauge and it was just pegged and the gauge only reads 250 on that and it was 250 for like the last 15 laps, you know? So, um, you know, hats off to Tanner for giving me some room the last lap. Cause he didn't, you know, but I think we would have been crashing down the front stretch had he not, cause he just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and you know, I had caught traffic and 
just really wasn't getting my traffic good enough, you know? So I think that's why he caught me there at the end. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough deal. You know, when you win races, you know, you, you, you don't always know what to say. I suck at Hobstot. I don't like Hobstot. You know, we, we, I went there so many times and just struggled, gotten crashes, whatever. So I, I don't know, you know, and I have had a lot on my plate, you know, and I've been running double duty the last five weeks in a row. Um, so, you know, life takes a toll on it. It's the end of the year. Um, but uh, feeling good about, you know, finishing strong with our, uh, our mess race in seven X. No doubt. So I've always wondered, and, and I've never been a race car driver, obviously look at me. Um, but if I see the gauges pegged in my car, like I'm kind of getting nervous. Like, am I going to break this thing? Like, does that ever go through a racer's mind? Like, do you ever stop? Or are you just all out 100% no matter what? So uh, a couple weeks ago at Kokomo that we were running the USAC sprint car and I'm running fifth at, at uh, Kokomo with the 47 and I'm on the outside of Cummins and I'm like, that thing, it makes enough power. I don't even have to get to the floor, you know, all of a sudden I'm like legging this thing, you know, <laughs> and I looked down at the temp, that thing is pegged and you know, it was the third race from brand new, not like some motor we got from some guy who had it for a couple of years, brand new. So I pulled it in right away, you know, but on this deal, it's a little different. Um, it was the last night on, on the motor before it needed to get freshened. Um, so it had this, that was it. You know, we pushed out, we knew, you know, that place typically the stuff gets hot. And when you're leading the race and you ain't want a midget race with USAC ever, you just let her rip, you know? Um, so I had to talk to my guys for, for letting me, you know, run the dog shit out of their stuff. And, uh, you know, they weren't mad about it. It, it did have water in the oil when we drained the oil. So, um, it'll be headed back to Speedway, getting freshened uh, real soon. So you're not going to go – you're not going to run out west or anything? Yeah. Yeah, we're going out west. Oh, you are? You know, we got, oh, okay. We got five motors, so we keep one down there. We kind of – we were actually – we've been working on getting all our stuff that had a little time left used up, so we got California with fresh stuff. So, Gotcha. Nice. So you're going to go chase the Hangtown 100 and – are you gonna run all the races out there? Yeah. Yep. Nice. That's, yep. That's big time. That's that's amazing. So, we called you at a uh, all, you know a weird time because you were at the dentist. Did you get your uh, popcorn kernel uh, situation figured out? <laughs> yeah, it actually was a piece of bone that luckily I didn't pull myself. Like I'd been kind of picking. I got a wisdom tooth pulled, and uh, yeah, he went in there. He's like, "Well, I'm glad you didn't pull on that too hard. That's why it's, I've been a little sore, you know." So that. That did. That had a little bit to do with it too. I got my wisdom tooth pulled on Thursday. Man, I was so so. My, my whole mouth was sore. And, uh, you know, racing cars ain't always easy. You know, behind the wheel. So uh, chasing my kids around. You know, um, but it's the life I've always wanted to live. You know, super stoked to be able to live it and talk to people like you guys. You know, you guys are living it up and and killing it on your guys as. Uh, rip the fence so thanks for having me on it for sure yeah no problem i also saw that uh you you tweeted um is a car seat allowed at the front of a miata <laughs> uh did you end up figuring that out yeah i didn't i didn't do that i really wanted to though you know so um tom tommy loves riding in the I, it's my yard car but so yeah I, I didn't do that i put her in the back seat of the car that we usually do um but the, the girls love climbing on it they use it like a like a jungle gym same with the race car you know if, if they were here right now they'd be on top of it luckily uh my grand my dad came and got him so i could do this 
What's uh, what's the next project you've got? You had the 240SX, you got the Miata now. What, what's your next your next project, your next toy? You, you know, I still got the 240. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it I'm I really need to get it finished. It's it's funny because this Miata, it's like a little thousand dollar car. It's got some uh, sprint car suspension on it that I built. You know, it's on Eibach 350 front springs, 250 rears. Things slam to the ground. It's basically on bump stops for the most part, but it's fun. And I don't know why, like on my days off with the kids, like I get in this hoopty of a rat rod Miata <laughs> and I go do donuts, you know, like I got done with the, with the uh, dentist and go check out team as drifts on Instagram. And I just posted a video of me doing some victory donuts in the Miata. I went over to the theater posted up my camera up on this stairway and uh, let her rip. <laughs> it looks awesome. It looks awesome. So you going to the Kokomo clash this weekend? Yeah. Head of the Kokomo clash. I'd be in the 47 sprint car. Um, I thought it was going to be in the 305. Too. I'm not sure if that's going to work out, but probably not a bad thing. Some run the midget as well. So, Good. Well, we know who we're picking now, Dylan. Yep. Yep. Team S <laughs> all the way to the front. Go get him, bud. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it as always. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. See ya. See ya, Thomas. Team S, Thomas Meserol, everyone. Dylan Welch, always wide open and uh, a big time win for him uh, at Hopstown. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's always fun to talk to, no matter if he wins or not. You always know you're going to get. Uh, get something good out of him he makes an announcer's job super easy that's mm -hmm. for sure uh to get you some some uh you know good sound bites uh before we get into our picks we you know obviously did a terrible job at making picks last week and screwed up names and i uh, got a couple tweets about how we messed up some guys names oh boy uh Who'd with, we with mess the late up? models i don't know oh, I don't, late model guys yeah well, yeah no wonder <laughs> so uh we'll try not to do that this week but uh, before we do that, so there has been something in the racing world that has been very entertaining. It's a Facebook account. Um, what is it, like Weaver, Weaver Valley Weaver Speedway? Weaver Valley Speedway, yeah. I'm sure you listening or watching on Flow Racing, you have probably seen this. Dylan, can you please explain what the hell is going on with Weaver Valley Speedway? Well, so I don't even think it's a real racetrack because I've tried to look it up and see where it is, and it's like it doesn't come up. But – their bio on Facebook says it's somewhere in Tennessee, but it's the person who is posting on this Facebook account is like, you know, posting it as like some, you know, you know, redneck killjack that like can't speak English and has no grammar and like, you know, people get in the comments and start trolling whoever's running this account and the guy just like blasts them and, you know, calls them names and crazy <laughs> stuff. It's hilarious. It's very comical. Um, Pretty sure it's a parody, but it's hilarious. If you you know, Facebook's not good for much anymore, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good for that. So it's like it's Weber W E A B E R Valley Speedway. Just go find it on Facebook and scroll through their timeline if you need a laugh. Weaver, Weber or Weaver? No, it's Weber. I think. Oh, with a B. Yeah, with a B. Okay. Well, because the first initial post you sent me was like 
someone who worked at the track like cheated or something and got yeah. on like the race yeah, scanners. They, yeah, their very first post that like went viral was some guy, the like the former promoter, hijacked their receiver channel and was yelling out "Yella, Yella," <laughs> so the drivers would hear him and slow down. And then they had a whole bunch of crashes. So like, I don't even know if any of this is real, but it's it's hilarious. So <laughs> I mean, it's just like classic, you know. And obviously it's got your dumbass hook to it. Yeah, uh -huh. it does. Seriously, <laughs> I've went and liked the page. It's funny. <laughs> it has a lot of likes already. Well, I know because people are finding out about it. It's probably like Chaz Thompson or somebody doing that shit. <laughs> the Chaz. <laughs> the Chaz. I saw he's been he's been just lurching on to Larson's wins. Of I saw, course. I saw him at Port Royal too. But anywho, we don't need to give that guy any time of day. Um, all right, let's get into our picks. All right. Let me get my note my here we cheat go. sheet out here. Picks for Flow Racing this week, the week of, well, we're recording this October 14th, so whatever uh, the weekend, you know, dates are. Uh, here's the picks. All right. The Kokomo Clash happening on Friday or Saturday? I think the midgets and stuff run Friday. Okay. Um, a race you have called a couple times, right? Uh, I've never called the Clash. You haven't? No. Me neither. I think we rained out when I was uh, there in 2013. Uh, but anywho, Justin Grant is the defending winner of the race. Who do you got? Who do you like uh, going to Kokomo? For midgets or sprint cars? For midgets. Well, I don't even know. There's always some rain. The National Series is not running, right? Sprint cars? It's, no. I mean, it's not an even it's not even a national race. It's oh, a, it's – oh, okay. Know, it's just a Kokomo okay. that they put on It's not year. a USAC race. No. So I don't even know who's coming. Uh, there, cause there's always like, you know, random guys that show up there that, that can win. So, yeah. um, I don't know if Grant's running, I'll pick him again. I mean, I feel like he's going to have the best car there. So I don't know. Do you think that the Coons cars are going to go or? Yeah. Some of the Coons cars maybe would go. Okay. So I don't know. Dazen, is he running? Probably. Okay. I'll pick Dazen then. I mean, you're probably safe with Grant. Like, uh, well, I bet it's, so I bet a lot of those. What about like a going, team? Team is probably going. Yeah, I bet. Right? Well, I bet some of those guys are going to going to Oklahoma this weekend for the Power Eye race. Maybe. I have, I honestly have no idea because I don't even know who's running the Clash, so I have no idea. Well, Grant is the defending winner. Um, I would think that like a Cummins might go, or um, like you said, a Grant who's not running a national schedule. Um, May, I'm, I don't know. Maybe there's some Keith Coons guys going. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm thinking like maybe like a Cummins. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good pick. Like that car will stay local probably. Right, I would think so, yeah. Um, so let me go there. And then the Sprint car, who do you got? Um, boy, let's go Darland. Double D. Oh, Double D. David Lee. He got a fast time the last time USAC was there. Actually, I was there for the Double Double. Man, that place, the lid blew off of it. Uh, when Dave Darlin pulls into victory lane after getting a fast time. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, let's see. Who else has been running pretty good there? I mean, you got like Scotty Weir who, you know, shows up there. Timez could be good there. Uh, if See, that makes me think that Timez is going to maybe run there with RMS, unless RMS wants to go to that power I race. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, you got Colbo 9 who will probably be there in the sprint car. Blue surely will show up, right? Yeah, you'd think Robert probably would. I'll take Robert. All right. His, that'll be his first sprint car win of the year. Okay. I'll take Robert at Kokomo. Sorry, we don't really know who's showing up to the Kokomo Clash. <laughs> um, but it should be good. It should be fun to watch uh, at Kokomo this weekend on Flow Racing, so check it out. Uh, the Johnny Key Classic 
at Ocean Speedway. It's the 60th annual. No fans, so only watched on Flow Racing. That's the only way you can watch this race. Uh, 360 Sprint Cars, who do you got? Uh, this is at Ocean Speedway. Yep. Um, boy. Sean Becker. Sean Becker's your pick. Sure. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say Bud Cading goes back-to-back -back and wins again this weekend. BK. Okay. Bud Cading wins the John Key Classic. All right, here's where we're getting a little dicey. Oktoberfest at Beatrice. Where is that? <laughs> That's an IMCA modified feature. Oh, boy. We'll you're just really, go with the Saturday feature. You're really um, I will tell you this. Here. Jordan Grabowski has won pa the past two IMCA modified features there. That's my pick. That's your pick? Yeah, sure. <laughs> he seems like a good <laughs> All right, guy. Then I'll take Anthony Roth, okay. who has won multiple races this year at Beatrice as well. Okay. There you go. This is the knowledge you get about IMCA modifieds from us. We're covering our bases. Uh the Smoky Mountain Speedway. That sounds like the old Weber Valley Speedway. The Smoky Mountain <laughs> Speedway in Tennessee. Oh, boy, they're paying seven grand to win for the Southern All-Star Late Model Series. Man, we, we need to get a late model. Shit. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. Seven grand to win. Um, it really depends on who shows up, but Timmy tells me, go Dale McDowell every time. Oh, so, Dale McDowell. Yeah, if he's there, you got to pick him. Dale McDowell. Sure. uh it, well, then who are you going to pick? I was I just picked Dale McDowell. <laughs> if Timmy says he's going to be there. I mean, he's just guessing that he's going to be there. Well, Brandon, so, so Brandon Overton won the last race uh, for the series, but that was in Georgia. So if Brandon Overton travels to Tennessee, then maybe. All right. So let's go there. Uh, Champions Night at Lincoln. Danny Dietrich, Freddie Raymer, Dylan Sisney, and Chad Trout, all winners this season at Lincoln. Who do you got? Is Deweese uh, going to run? The night, final night. I'm not sure. Um, Boy, of those guys you just listed off, let's go uh, Let's go Dietrich. All right. I'll take Fast Freddy. All right. I think the, those two are battling it out for the points championship. Yeah. I'm not sure how close it is. Um, but uh, you got Dietrich. I'll take Freddy. All right. West Coast Sprints at uh, – uh, West Coast Sprints and Midgets. So USAC West Coast Sprints and Midgets at Petaluma. Austin Liggett and Jeff Enzyme won the sprint car races at Petaluma in August and September. Human highlight reel. <laughs> Jeff Enson. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, what's the Scotty Farmer? Is that's who that's who won last last weekend? I'm gonna go Scotty Farmer for the midgets. Uh, let's go Austin Liggett again for the sprint cars. All right, double up. All right, I'll take the human highlight reel for the sprint cars, and then. Oh, boy. Who's, who else is running for the midgets? Do you know anybody in the Western State midgets? Uh, I think Maria Kofer probably will go run. You think she will? I think so. All right. We'll take Maria Kofer. My Maria. <laughs> Maria, I love you. <laughs> I love that song. All right. And then the, the big time race at the end of the uh, weekend, Sunday, the Bentonhausen 100 is Springfield Mile. Uh, Kyle Larson and David Gravel are both in attendance for the race. I just saw Casey Schumann has put his uh, name in the hat uh, to win at the Springfield Mile. Leary almost won the Hoosier 100. There are 10 drivers who are still mathematically eligible to win the championship in the Silver Crown Series this year. Yeah, the uh, closest battle uh, it's close. ever amongst the top 10. There's yep. never been a closer top 10, top 10 battle. Currently, Justin Grant leads. Is that Will this be his first cha USAC championship ever if he won this thing? Yep. So that would be big time for Justin Grant, who currently leads, uh, I think, by 12, maybe? I think it's more than that. I think maybe it's like, like 23 20, or something. 20 or something? Yeah. So, wow. Did he so stop the Cody dominance? Yeah. How many uh, championships does Cody have now? 
six. Oh boy. Yeah. Make it an even seven there if he, uh, you know, beats uh, Grant by what twenty positions or something. Yeah. Is it one point per position? I honestly don't even know. I've never run for points in my life. I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> we were announcers at USAC, and we don't even know. Well, it's different now. <laughs> I mean, it's, the format's completely different now. Sorry, Richie. But uh, 10 guys are still mathematically eligible. We know that. That, yeah. is a fact. that is a fact. Richie fed me that stat, so we had to get that in there. Uh, but JG is a potential uh, championship winner as he leads the points right now. Who do you got? Man, I don't know. It's hard to bet against Cody at the miles. Oh, I will. Kyle Larson. Well, I mean, obviously, when Larson's there, I was just trying to think of the not obvious pick because I don't <laughs> know how you bet against Larson, you know, as much as he's – I was going to say, honestly, somebody like Sunshine, um, you know, who has obviously won the Hoosier 100, almost won DuCoin a couple of years ago. Um, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be a little more risky in my pick. I'll say Sunshine. All right. Um, I'll take Larson. Uh Leary will be a good pick. Yeah. I think he'll, he's I think he's pissed off from the Hoosier 100 and thinks he has a shot to win the Springfield Mon. I think he does too. Uh, Gravel will be fun to watch in the Jeff Swindell car. Yeah, he will. Uh, Schumann's good in a silver crown car too. Um, there are going to be others there. You know, Cockrum gets around there well. Um, you know, a few others, guys that are really, really good there. So I think KT's in Dyson's car, which that would be a you know, yeah. solid pick too. We almost I was spotting for him two years ago, and we almost won Springfield in the Foxco car. Really? Yeah, we were in second. There you go. Dropping some knowledge on you. That might be a good pick. Yep. Um, so there's your picks. Your locks of the week here on the flow rate. What is this? What is this name of this thing? The Loud Pedal, Pedal Podcast. <laughs> By the way, can we change our Twitter now? <laughs> the Loud Pedal Podcast. We're still working on that. Oh, God. We're still working. However, that brings up a good point. Thank you, Dylan. All right. There's our picks. Congratulations on uh, if you make those picks, uh, you're gonna probably going to lose. Um, we do have audio platforms now. Yeah. So iTunes, Spotify available right now on the Loud Pedal Podcast. We do we already know. You don't need to tell us. We already know there's someone out there that has the name Loud Pedal Podcast already. However, ours is one word. Loud pedal. One word. It's not two words. Yeah, it's one word. Plus we didn't even I don't know we didn't even know those people existed before we made our name. Like does anybody watch that or listen Screw to that? them. Yeah. <laughs> Often imitated and never duplicated. Yep. But Loud Pedal Productions and Loud Pedal Video have been around forever, right? Yeah, it's Timmy's Timmy's it's Timmy's deal. Yeah, we got to get him on some week. He's he's a little shy, but we got to get him on uh, to be our guest picker because he knows more about this late model stuff than we do. Yeah, maybe clearly. maybe Michael Rigsby, not saying much. We Derek don't Kessinger, any, don't or somebody, know anything. Somebody from Dirt on Dirt needs to come on and make some late model picks. But Yes, audio platforms are available. You guys have been asking for them for a long time now. I think it's been close to six weeks. You now can listen to us on Apple and iTunes and Spotify. So get to it. Check it out. We've tweeted it out. We've put it on our website. Um, it's available nonetheless. All right. Do you have any breaking news about your racing here? Are you going racing soon or what? Yeah, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to run the West Coast races. I'm going to run Placerville and Bakersfield for Chad. Um, just got that confirmed a couple weeks ago or, or, you know, confirmed it with Chad at least. So, uh, excited about that. We're going to do that. That'll be fun. Um, and then, uh, might be hopping in a micro next week at Millbridge. We'll see. Whoa. Are you going to go chase the, uh, give back classic? Going to try. Hopefully we'll see if I, we'll see how I do this, this coming week. So add some big names to the list here. I guess Kyle Larson's running it. 
Uh, Christopher Bell's running it. I yeah. know Dason Persley's probably running it. Um, and now Dylan Welch, potentially. Maybe. Is it Briscoe's micro? I can't say. Did I just I just said it? <laughs> yeah, it's Chase's micro. But I, st- I don't know if it's going to happen. I need to, I I need to make some phone calls here, but yeah. I can't say. Oh, man. And uh, yeah. Briscoe is probably going to stumble upon some money here soon. Yeah, I think he's about to. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good chance at that. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, everyone. It's been a good time. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed the conversation with Timez, if we actually had it. <laughs> and uh, this has been episode six. Thank you so much. It's been fun so far. We'll keep this thing rolling here on Flow Racing.